everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is uh, Season 2, Episode 29. If we're keeping count, this is Episode 79 of the whole thing. I am Craig. And I am Britt. And Britt, we're back again. Yes. Another week, another week of the playoffs has gone by. Yes, we're into the AFC Championship, and, and I don't know what to do with and myself. And you, your Chiefs won. I, I've never been in this position. Well, that's not true. I've not been in this position since 1994, so I'm not really sure what to do. I I couldn't tell you. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, do I do I do I wear the jersey again? I mean, I've never had to wear a jersey after one playoff <laughs> game before, so I really don't know what to do here. Uh, what did you think of that game? Um, this past week, I um mm. I, I remember most of it. Okay. Um, and not and not because of of drinking or anything like that. We were hosting a curling tournament, so I was up and down, back and forth, back and forth. I was running around. It seemed like every time I looked up, the Chiefs were scoring. Um, it, the Colts didn't look hey. good. They just didn't look yeah, themselves. No, this I was expecting. I thought, well, I really didn't know who was going to win. I just really, I felt I was expecting a lot more out of the Colts. Yes, those first like two or three drives, Andrew Luck looked like he's never held the football before. And you know that's the interesting thing. And the NFC side of the ball, we got two games that tried to be close. And the AFC side, we got two games where a team in each game looked like they had never played football before. No, just looked lost and confused. But let's get to that in a minute right. first. To the beverages in front of us, I am remaining on the sober train for a little while, for just for for personal health reasons. Don't worry, I will. There will be beer fueled commentary. Especially if the Chiefs win the next game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, Craig, you've got a bottle in front of you. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, this is a beer by Magic Hat. Never is, been a fan of Magic Hat, so tell me um, about this. For me, they're, they're kind of hit or miss for me. I know they're pretty popular. I know a lot of people like them. Uh, this is called Blind Faith IPA. I've heard of this, but I haven't tried it, so, so talk to me. Um, it is a darker, I mean, it's a dark glass, but it's a darker IPA. Okay. It's a little, it's a little thicker. Um, He's going to go and try it. It's an interesting looking bottle, and the back has a, a drawing of uh, of a glass, which looks like an IPA in it. You know, it's it's really not bitter at all. It's all malty. It's a multi. Is sure it's, a, is sure it's an IPA? That's what it says on the side here. That's unusual. But I get a lot of malts out of this. Yeah, an ale of enlightenment created <laughs> to aid in the deciphering of the puzzles along life's road. It's a, it's a Buddhist ale. It is. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, this may be why it's an English style IPA. So I don't know what that means. A crisp, refreshing hop bitterness, which I don't get a lot of really, and a deep malt body. So that's that's really all I'm tasting is a malt flavor out of that. Okay, not bad. But sorry, right. uh, okay. Did you just did you just look up English style? No, IPA? I'm looking at the notes <laughs> for the episode tonight, and there's there's some interesting interesting news coming across. We'll get to that in a second. But first, let's get to the burning hot take questions. Okay, uh, let's have you throw one out first. What do you got for me? Um, so let me pull up the record here so I can I can see it. Yes, here. one second. Um, it's about the Patriots. So now we're not going to go into any Patriot bashing. Really, we'll be nice to cinch. Well, I'll, I'll Patriot bash. You're playing my <laughs> team this week. That's I'm fine with that. <laughs> You know, you know what is interesting while you're looking that up? Yeah. Cinch is only giving, and we're going to give odds at some point in this. We, we've we've polled the, the football Fig Nuts Brotherhood, and we have their chances for each of these games to win, and we're going to go over that. But to give, you know, a little bit of a, a teaser, Cinch is only giving the Patriots. A, he is a diehard, dyed-in-the-wool Patriots fan, and he's only given them a 10% chance to beat the Chiefs this weekend. That's shockingly <clears throat> low to me. This, this may be why. Okay, so, talk to me. 
Tom Brady's home playoff record. Swear to God, I thought you were going to say Tom Brady's magic pajamas. <laughs> Swear to God, I thought <laughs> now, you hey, were. You know what? If he wants to send us a pair to try for free, uh, I'll try him. I'm not going to spend $300. I don't think he's that worried about our impression of his pajamas. But, no, he's not. But okay, um, I swear so, to God, that's where I thought you were going with this. All right, so his home record. They have a 20-3 and record at home. Okay. They were 9-0 yeah. this year. I'm not shocked by that. And the playoff. Well, the um, postseason. Oh, postseason. Okay. Yeah. Since Brady's been playing. Okay. Since he's been the starting 23 home playoff games. My goodness. Yep. Uh, but when they have away home games, or away, I'm sorry, away playoff games, he is uh, 3-4. and four. That's interesting, That is too. a worse record than Mark Sanchez's. Really? He has won four away playoff games. I was going to say, I, I didn't <laughs> think Mark Sanchez played in seven games <laughs> total in the NFL. <laughs> Um, but would you think this is a, like, is this something Patriot fans have to worry about? I think anytime your team takes the field, you worry they're going to win or lose. I think that's just natural. That's part of being a fan. Every indicator says the, every indicator statistically from 2018 says the Chiefs should go out and win this game. Everything historically from the last 20 years says that the Patriots are going to blow them out at home. The Chiefs have won one playoff game at home since 1994 <laughs> and that was last week they have not been to the afc championship since 1994 and in that game they lost who did they play in that game the buffalo bills making their third straight trip to the super bowl at the end of the 93 season maybe it was 93 it was 93 or 94 i think it was 94 um but their third straight trip so again an afc east dominant team that's on top for several years in a row and the chiefs can't polish them off now granted there's nobody in Kansas City. Even the owner has passed away since then. <laughs> but I, right. there's a certain irony to the fact that Lamar Hunt, who founded the Chiefs, has ne never raised his own trophy. His son now runs the organization. They've never raised the trophy. So I, 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 I just historically, I can't bring myself to believe that Kansas City is going to win this game. But yes, that stat gives me some some hope. All right. You know, we'll have to see what. I mean, again, we're gonna have to get everybody in the field to see what happens. What, what's your take yeah. on this? <clears throat> now, do we know the weather report for this? Freezing, literally zero degrees of game time. Zero, zero degrees. degrees Fahrenheit, but no snow. I don't believe so. No, the snow will have cleared out by then. It's passing over Kansas City. That the massive storm that's raging across the U.S. I believe is in the Midwest today. So, and today being Wednesday, we record on Wednesday nights. So by Friday, they should have everybody out there digging out the stadium like they do in Green Bay, and we should be fine. Right, because the weather report when they when the uh, Patriots played the Chargers, like I was expecting to see like five inches of snow on the field. Oh, it yeah. was like no, nothing. And I know the yeah. I know the field's heated and all that, but yeah, I was expecting to see snow like blowing around. Yeah, there was nothing there. Yeah, absolutely. So I I I don't think it, I don't I think it the cold is going to be the factor. And the cold, I think, affects only two things. Kicking. Three things. <laughs> Kicking being the third thing. But most primarily, defensive stamina. Because defenders, you know, it's very, it, it, it's different. It's different when you're a defender. And and pass velocity. That's it. It's harder to grip those balls. They're a little bit more slippery. The error coefficient, all the physics of it changes. So you're not, I don't think you're going to see a lot of deep passes. Don't expect to see Tyreek Hill 60 yards downfield and Patrick Mahomes throwing it to him. Although that'll probably happen now. It'll be the first play from scrimmage. He's going to try and hit Tyreek Hill 60 yards down the field. Hope he makes it. Um, but I expect to see a lot of running. Uh, I think the Patriots have the edge in the run game. No question there. And I see. I expect on the Patriots side of the ball to see a lot of Julian Edelman because he's that 10 to 20 yard route guy. Um, can get separation very easily just with his cuts. And they're going to rely on him a great deal. Uh, from the Chiefs, though, that means Travis Kelsey time. 
same thing. Can you shut down Kelsey and can you shut or shut down Edelman? That may be what determines the game. But I also think, and this is the this is something that, and, and, and maybe I'm jumping the gun again to the analysis here. Just just go with it. Might as well. But uh, God, his name just blew out of my oh. head. Oh, here we go, Justin <laughs> Tuck. No, <laughs> the linebacker from the Chiefs. He wasn't there the first time they played. Oh yeah, um, I'll look it up. You yeah. sent that to us. God before. dang it, I did. And why? And he's one of my favorite players there too. I just can't believe it. Eric Berry practiced today. Eric Berry hasn't played all year. If Eric Berry is out in the safety spot, they can run a nickel package and cover anything, anything that comes out there. Um, so that that's that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, yeah. So uh, Patterson. No, White? no, um, geez. I can't believe he's, he's a, he's a great player for the chiefs. Oh my gosh. Eric Berry. No, no. He's coming back too, though. I want to say Justin Turner and that's not right either. Uh, yeah, no, Justin Turner plays for, <laughs> uh, Justin Houston. There you go. There it is. Justin Houston. I'm so, I apologize. I, I am. I'm a huge chiefs fan. And for some reason I just blanked on Justin. Know, there's Houston's a lot name. of people that play football. But but he, he here's what Justin Houston adds. He is a good pass rusher, a really good pass rusher, but he's also backfield disruptive, which means you cannot roll out James White every other play and throw a dump off pass to him because one of two things is going to happen. Either he's going to be there to level James White the moment that ball hits his fingertips or he's going to step in front of James White and you're going to have a pick six going the other way. White will still have success. Don't get me wrong. He's not going to completely be able to take James White and Sony Michelle out of the game. Compared to their first meeting where he did not play and Eric Berry did not play, the offense is going to have to be super crisp on the Patriots side of the ball with them both out there. Berry and, Ter- Berry and Houston are going to be game changers on that defense. So anyway, all right. All right your question. And I apologize to everybody. I wasted a yeah. minute of our airtime <laughs> trying to remember Justin Houston's name. There's our it who's happens. that guy. I just, I'm so bad with names. Anybody who knows me in real life knows that. I was at, uh, I, like I said, I was at the curling club for a tournament this weekend I was running. and Britt knows were, no one he plays curling I, with. No, yeah, exactly. It. People walk up and go, Britt, it's good to see you. And I'm like, hey. hey you're like, hey, you. You're uh, Dave, John, Mike, Mark, Roger. <laughs> you know, where's your name tag? <laughs> That's what I started saying to people. Like, we have name tags there. I was like, hey, oh, so, uh, hey, Britt, how you doing? Hey, hey, where's your name tag today? Don't see your name tag on you. That should be a hint. I don't remember your name. Okay, my question to you. Okay. The Jets hired a coach. <laughs> he, they did. His name is Adam Gates. Yes. Adam Gates, is that right? Gase or Gates? Gase. Gase. Jeez, my God, we're 10 minutes in the podcast and I can't get a single name right. You're right, Adam Gase. His um demeanor was a little intense. Um, I don't know what happened there. That's um, the question. My question is honestly, I, WTF. I watched that video and I watched another video. Like, I guess he had another press conference afterwards and I don't know... If he was on like some heavy duty flu medicine, that's possible. If he was on some weird anxiety thing, maybe he was hanging around that last Dolphins coach that was snorting coke on his desk <laughs> a couple years ago. Yeah, but his like, if you haven't watched this video of him, you really should because he doesn't look real. Well, you need you need to search he, the, you need to search Adam Gase eyes. On he Twitter. looks like he looks like an, an android. Like he doesn't look well, yeah or some it, sort it of puppet. Yeah, it doesn't look real. I think my favorite, th- and of course, memes does he have galore. like two lazy eyes? Like I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I just think he was overly intense. The memes on Twitter were merciless. My favorite of which is what, at some point during the press conference, one of the Jets brass referred to him as a quarterback whisperer, and they showed a, qu- a close up of his face, and they said, "With that face, the only thing he's whispering to a quarterback is, I'm going to kill your entire family.'" <laughs> 
because he does. He looks. It looks like a serial um, killer. So let me. There's a headline from uh, the New York Post. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Adam Gase's honeymoon is over before it can get started. How is that possible? Because of the whole eye thing. Now, this is what this is one of the quotes. Grooms who have brought their wives to Denny's for dinner after visiting the Justice of the Peace at lunchtime have had a longer honeymoon than this. <laughs> wow. Just wow. You got to love the New York media. Oh, yeah. They they're very unforgiving. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's that's. Too much. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. I've heard a lot of players speak very highly of him mm-hmm. and how great, you know, how great he is with quarterbacks. So, you know, we'll see. But yeah, this. The, yeah. I didn't realize this now. I just got a text message from HQ Sports Trivia. Yeah. Because you and I both do HQ. Do you ever do the HQ Sports? Yeah. No, I haven't done that one. Tonight's WWE night. We're missing. Oh, while damn we're, it. we're broadcasting right now, we are missing <laughs> the WWE trivia contest so damn it which means after we're done we'll have to go to youtube because somebody always posts a video of the and we're gonna know every question we're gonna know every one of them dead cold more than likely so all right so you want the last one or can Uh, i take it yeah go ahead okay so pop culture and football meet on this one okay are you familiar with the show big brother uh i have seen it but not recently okay so you know it's they lock a bunch of people in a house one by one you pick each other off yep do you know they've been doing a celebrity version this is gonna be the second time they've done a celebrity version no all right, so they did a celebrity version last year. Okay. They usually run the regular one during the summer, and then during the fall and winter, they run a, a, an abbreviated celebrity version. The celebrity list is not impressive. Okay, it's like C-list, D-list celebrities. I, well, uh, you, uh, you know what? You grade them. I'll toss out a couple of the names <laughs> that are on it. Ready? Okay. Dina Lohan, the mother of Lindsay Lohan. Uh, C. Okay. Anthony Scaramucci, the guy who got fired by Trump like two days after he got hired. D. I'm trying to think of who else is on it. Oh, Joey Lawrence. Uh, B minus. Yeah, whoa, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, he's like the biggest name on this show, and the one that brings us to 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 the center of the shrubbery maze. Okay. One. Oh God, his name just flew out of my head. <laughs> now I want. Okay, admit- I got it. Okay. I got it. Sorry, man. This is, it's been a long week. <laughs> one, Mr. Ricky Williams. Oh, okay. The Ricky Williams. All right. The I need to retire so that I don't get caught for smoking pot. Ricky. What happened? Williams. It was cannabis company. Apparently, it's managing itself. So that's my question. Okay. They're going to lock him in a studio that's made to look like a house where he will have to live for like a week or two because it's much more abbreviated, the celebrity version. They kick somebody off like every third day. Can Ricky Williams go like three or four days without smoking weed? Um... Is he, getting paid, is he getting paid to be on the show? I believe they all get a or is it stipend. Like charity? I, it's stipend, but the grand prize goes to charity. Um, I guess he could do it. I mean, he had to do it when he played football. So, I mean, I guess he could. if he No, really... he didn't. That's why he retired. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I don't think he was on it every day while he was, like, playing I when he first he started. I mean, unless, you know, people I... fub drug tests. So, you know, you I never think know. He was... Yeah, we all, all remember. No, <laughs> no one ever forget the legend of the Wizardator. Let's never forget that there was. I don't know who it was, was a that? thing, Deb. That was sad. I said it was that was a real thing, Deb. Yeah, that was a real thing. Hi, Deb. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't remember what, what, there was a guy from the Minnesota Vikings, but I cannot remember which player it was who was, who got caught with a device called the Wizenator, which actually came with was a prosthetic. Moss? No, 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 no. It was like a, it was a, a running back or lineman or something like that. It wasn't anybody like major, major. It was a good player though. And it, ca- it came with a prosthetic, um, genitalia so that you could literally, you know, go just pee. Go. It just connected yeah. to a bag of urine that you kept in your leg and it looked <laughs> like you were providing a sample from someone else. Yeah, that you bought from the guy sitting next to you on the plane on your way into town. So, so okay, so Ricky, Will- Ricky Williams, can he I, win this terrible um, celebrity contest? I, I w- yeah, I mean, I, w- it's, it's, I would give him the advantage over the people you've listed. 
I mean, it's bad. Hold on. I'll pull up the, the list. Uh, see, Big Brother Season 2 cast. It, I mean, I looked at the the big reveal. Right. And I'm like, this is. there's no reason to watch this. Why would I watch any of this? I don't know. All right, here we go. Meet the cast of Season 2. Oh, Ryan Lochte, the, the swimmer. Okay. Wasn't wasn't he the one who was like constantly getting caught drunk? Yes. Okay, so he's he's there. Let's see. We got Joey Lawrence, Dina Lowen. Uh, oh, it's a slideshow. I hate when don't they, you hate those? I absolutely hate it. Candy Burris. Uh, who? Okay, I don't know who she is. And again, the the term celebrity appears to be very loose on this show. Oh, <laughs> oh, there's this there's the censure. I told. How do I miss this? Okay. Kato Kalen. Wow. Kato I give him three days. <laughs> Uh, Lolo Jones. Oh, she's a hurdler and a bobsledder. Okay, Joey Lawrence. Joey Lawrence is still a cute dude for his age. Uh, oh my. Hey, I'm all right with my sexuality to say he's a cute dude. Ricky Williams is not a cute dude. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going down the list here. There's nobody. Tamar. Oh, Tamar Braxton, one of the Braxton sisters. That's random. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Bennett from the Mean Girls show. Mm. Oh my God, Tom Green, the the comedian who used to have the Tom Green show on MTV. I thought he died. No, no, he had cancer, but he didn't die. He didn't die. Oh, he was on The Celebrity Apprentice, too. Oh, that's right. He was the one who wanted to get off The Celebrity Apprentice so badly that he and Dennis Rodman went out and got drunk. <laughs> really? They were out supposed to be doing whatever the challenge was on Celebrity Apprentice, and Tom Green was like, I'm done with this. You want us to go get drunk? And it was Dennis Rodman. So Dennis Rodman was like, like sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he got voted off because... Trump liked Dennis Rodman slightly better than drunk Tom Green. <laughs> wow, he looks good, though. For... All right, so enough of that. So, yeah, so Ricky Williams, right now looking at that list, Ricky Williams is my favorite in the clubhouse yeah, yeah. to win that event. So, all right, on to the big stuff. So we've got the two conference champion games. Yep. Let's start talking about that. We've already talked a little bit about Kansas City versus New England. I've already told you why I think this game is going to be really different. Let me talk to you about what the rest of the group thinks. Okay. All right. So All right. I have the Chiefs as a 68% chance to win. Okay. Cinch is giving the Chiefs a 90% chance to win. Okay. Sean, Chiefs, 60%. Yes. My brother, Adam, gave it 50-50. Mm-hmm. And you yourself gave it a 65%, but with an asterisk. Yes. That you conveniently <laughs> declined to explain. You want to tell us where your asterisk no, is at? You know what's funny? No one asked me about that. I, I, I mean, well, I, you, told, I told you. And I told you we'd talk about it when we were on the air. So <laughs> here we are. What the hell is the asterisk for? All right, look. All right, I know I said I wasn't going to get the Patriot bashing. This is not Patriot bashing. Don't Patriot bash. Explain this why is, you feel there's an this asterisk. Is, observation of me watching football for as long as we've watched football that's what this is every time because i feel like the nfl kind of favors the patriots that's just my that's my opinion so here's what makes things look weird there have been times when people have gone to now they're not playing in foxborough there's been times people have gone to foxborough and there are legitimate official complaints that the visiting team's equipment magically just stops working like, oh yeah we've that's like historically quarter through a game that. right we know and then, like last week, at last week, you have Tom Brady giving the referee a hug before the game. That's just that's just foolishness. Like, what is that? That's and then there's like calls. There are there were call, if you watch the Patriot uh, Chargers game, and I talked to a really big Patriot fan that I work with who agreed with this because he's actually one pointed out to me there were hits on Philip Rivers that in week two would have been called for roughing the passer, and he was clearly and upset. they didn't call it until like the middle of the fourth quarter. <laughs> 
He was clearly upset that entire game. Now, here's my issue with that. Okay, so let, let's take all of those things. Let's go backwards. Let's start with Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is a notorious hothead who complains about everything. Right. He's Tom Brady with no rings. Okay. Brady has also been very vocal when he feels like he does not get calls. But, and yes, I felt there were several calls that were missed in that game. I'm just saying, if you're going to change the rule at the beginning of the year, you have to have the same calls all year. Yeah. Consistency has always been a problem with NFL officiating. We've talked about it a million times. Right. So, yes. But at the same time, Philip Rivers, get up and play the game. Get up and play the game. Stop complaining and lead your team to victory. You were not a leader on the field. You were a whiner when you didn't get calls you thought you should have gotten. Okay, fine. Historically, there have been complaints about the Patriots um, and their equipment at home. That's that. The truth of which does not matter to me. It, the complaints are there. And, you know, I've said it. I, it was something my grandfather said to me years ago. If someone tells you you're a horse, tell them they're nuts. If two people tell you you're a horse... <laughs> You should probably give it some thought. When a third person walks up to you and says you're a horse, it's time to invest in a saddle. Okay? So one team complaining that the headsets are bugged is one thing. Two teams, it's happened like once every year or two since they moved into Gillette Stadium. There's some sort of weird electrical thing there. Whether it's intentional or not, I don't care. I believe that exists. The Brady hugging the official thing is just foolishness by the both of them. You know this perception exists out there with the Patriot haters, I guess, is what you'd have to call us. Right. I don't like the Patriots. I, the Patriots have become the evil empire of the NFL to me. I want to see... I, it's like the same reason why I can't stand your Yankees. You're a Yankee fan. I can't stand That's the fair. Yankees. It's fair. You know this perception exists. You know that there is an entire subset of the NFL that wants to see you fail and believes that you're crooked and have done all these things... You maintained your innocence through the flake gate the whole nine yards. You have fought hard for your reputation. And then you go and hug a referee before a game on your home field. It would be like being in the mafia. And when you walk into the courtroom, you see the mob boss and go, hey, Jack, thanks for coming out, man. Good to see you. It just looks really bad. It's a bad decision. That's all it is. Does it mean that there's anything going on? No, absolutely not. But it just I'm just saying it just looks it looks bad. bad. It looks bad. So he and he's a smart dude. He knows better than this. He knows better than this. And you see these guys in the tunnel. You see these guys coming and going from the stadium. It's not like that's the only chance he's gonna have to interact with the referee. Just don't do it then. Yeah. Don't do it then. Don't do it in public. Now here's my other thing too. When people when teams play the Patriots, it's like their offensive coordinator like takes a nap. It's like teams complete like let's like look at when they played Seattle in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean Seattle I, was gonna win, and then they were like, "Eh, let's just change what we're gonna I, do." I don't want to, and this I'm like, not downplaying what the the Patriots yeah. did to the Chargers this week, but the Chargers didn't look crisp at all. No, I, I didn't Why? feel I didn't feel <laughs> like I didn't feel like the Patriots shut them down so much as they the did Char- not like right exactly prepare. They just didn't the Chargers prepare. won. They won what twelve games this year. Yes, they did not look like a team that won twelve yes, games. They had a game higher, better win total than the team that. And hosted they played them. better teams, in my opinion, than New England and won that. Like probably, you know, it's just I don't understand why teams. Now here's the thing: yeah. I don't believe any of the. I've never seen any of these supposed again supposed New England benefits happen on the road. I don't think. And let's let's play it out. Let's put on the tinfoil hat. Here sure, it comes, here folks. It is. Britt is putting on the tinfoil hat. <laughs> If there is a bias in the NFL and they are trying, if officials are actually trying to push certain teams, the NFL would be much better served by pushing out the Chiefs than they would the Patriots. The Patriots are old hat. The dynasty has come and it's run its course. 
90% of non-New England fans dislike Tom Brady or dislike Bill Belichick. They're just kind of sick of the same old teams. One of the guys at Curling came up to me this week and said, who won? Oh, no, it was yesterday, on Monday. Monday night, I showed up for Curling. He said, you're a big football guy. I know you guys do the podcast. Who won them on Sunday night? And I said, I said, well, the Chiefs won and the Pats won um, and New Orleans and the Rams won. And he went, so Philly's out, right? Because if it's Philly and the Patriots in the Super Bowl again, I'm not watching another football game. They don't want to <laughs> see the same thing year to year. The Patriots have been doing it for a long time now. So where is the NFL going? And they, don't forget, the NFL is a business. They want to yes. sell stuff. Right. They are a for-profit company. They are a, Yes. Are they going to sell more stuff with the team that's won five Super Bowls in the last mm. 10 years or the team with the up and coming next generation wide receiver uh, quarterback, the wide receiver, the wide receiver that that streaks down the field and they call the cheetah a running back who got cut by Miami and stepped into the role when there was a, a third string the guy was a third <laughs> string. What's the bigger story? Where do they market? Yeah. You want to market 40, what is he, 43, 42-year-old Tom Brady? Or do you want to market the 25-year-old Patrick yeah. Mahomes? Right. Well, here, here's my counter tinfoil hat. Think of the narrative of that, that Tom Brady started his Super Bowl career beating the Rams. Yes. So now look at the storyline that would be Tom Brady against the Rams, maybe the last time. The better storyline marketing-wise, and this is what the NFL is drooling for, is the Pat Mahomes knocked off Andrew Luck, Tom Brady, Drew Brees storyline. He walked in and one by one picked off three of the top five quarterbacks in the league, like historically in the last couple of years. It's hard to say Luck is in that because of the Luck injury yeah. all that time. But don't forget, there was a period of time where Andrew Luck was the number one fantasy quarterback. Oh, yeah. Tom Brady has all these <laughs> rings. Yep. Drew Brees cannot lose under a roof. And they're going to march into Atlanta, a dome, by the way, where New Orleans plays every year. So a field that he's familiar with. Mm -hmm. And he's got to knock off Drew Brees. He's going to beat two, maybe three Hall of Fame quarterbacks on his way to a Super Bowl title as the young kid who has started one game before this season. That is a marketing dream for the freaking NFL. The Andy Reid curse is broken. <laughs> Reid finally gets his title. Does he retire? That's But that's what they want. That's what they want. Eric Bieniemy rides off into the sunset to take over and save another team. This is the narrative they want. It is a much more appeal. Bottom line, more appealing to the NFL marketing wise. Mahomes or Brady? It's Mahomes right now. Yeah, it's Mahomes because they've yeah, driven Brady into the ground marketing wise. More appealing. Another Belichick Super Bowl where the where the conference is. The guys went out there all week long. They played 110. percent They went out there. They played really hard. I'm really proud of our guys. Or Andy Reid, the guy who's like, wow, I finally get to stand up here. Finally get to talk to you guys. I'm, I'm covered in I'm covered in champagne. I'm cold. It's cold being standing here being wet. Who who are they who do they want to talk to? Who do they want to talk to? Tom Brady and Tom Brady in a press conference is such canned answers at this point. It's only he's only had seven thousand four hundred and thirteen <laughs> winning questions asked of him. How many more times is someone gonna say, that Tom, so does this one feel as good as the first one you ever won? <laughs> no, this one is so diminished. You know, when you've got as many rings as I do, you just don't care anymore. I mean, I, I got to use two hands now to go out with my rings. I'm getting tendonitis from all this gold on my hand. They always say the same stuff. So why? So, so 
if you're gonna if we're gonna put on the tinfoil hat, it makes a lot more sense for the NFL to push the Chiefs than it does the Patriots. Now the other side of the ball does the same thing apply to the Rams. Let's shift to the Rams and say, all right, so 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 prediction on that game, everyone is taking the Chiefs, but not everyone is is solid on the Chiefs. Right. Right. Okay. Um I am gonna say the final score of that game is gonna be and this is what it is for me. Here it is, the for key you. to the game. It's the race to twenty one points. The race to 21 points is the key. The first team to clear 21 points wins the game. And my final score is 38-28 Chiefs. Even if it gets back and forth, whoever scores 21. The first team to 21 is going to win that game because I think it's going to be back and forth. So it's going to be a matter of who can pull ahead first. I don't think it's going to be 7-7-7-7. I think it's going to be like 7-0-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-
It's a huge it's advantage. A, for he's them. like a different quarterback at home. Absolutely, a huge. The whole advantage team is for different. Them. Granted, their defense is still kind of. Now big, Breeze got but... off to a rough start against Philadelphia. He did not he did. look crisp. I was in a board meeting for the curling club much of that game, uh, so I didn't get to watch it very intently. But I was kind of keeping an eye on it. I was like, oh my god, this is not as smooth as they wanted it to be. So, um, but I'm still going to pick the Saints. Um, I think the Saints will prevail on it. So let's talk yep. DFS really quick. Sure. So you can still play the you can still play the showdown slates on DraftKings. You can also put together a short slate of uh, the the two games and only use the four teams. So I have done that. Here's my take. Okay. And I'm opening DraftKings as I say this. Here's my take. The Chiefs game is going to be zero degrees Fahrenheit at game time. It's clear weather, but it's cold. So I'm going to fade on the passing game, and I'm going to fade on the kicking game. Okay. But I am going to totally embrace the running game. So let me just tell you, I've made a showdown lineup. Okay. And I won't, and, and I can't, I obviously can't give you the full lineup. Right. And I can't tell you who my captain is. (laughs) But in my, in my lineup, I've got James White, Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle, and Damian Williams. I've got all three Patriot running backs (laughs) and Damian Williams in the six slots. I have one other chief and I have one other Patriot and that's it. I have four of the six slots I dedicated to the run game in that game because I think they're just going to try and run it down each other's throats. I really, really do. And as much as I sit here here and say Justin Houston is going to interrupt what James White's done. (sighs) Bush. Um, I still think that he's going to be effective, and I think Sony Michelle is going to be effective. So I'm looking there. But in terms of a larger slate, the four-game slate, I am looking. I have a lineup put together, and I struggled because all of the quarterbacks, I think, are going to be similar numbers. So I took the cheapest of the quarterbacks, which was Jared Goff. Okay. By saving Jared, by saving money with Jared Goff, <laughs> I was able to put together a lineup that would include Michael Thomas, Robert Woods, Travis Kelsey, and Sony Michelle. Nice. So I, I, I had to pay down there. Now, again, I just said I don't think the passing game is going to be big, but I'm using Kelsey because I think the short pass game is going to be big. And I took all of my other receivers from the New Orleans Rams game because I think that that's going to be where there's a lot of uh, a lot of passing. So I'm paying I'm paying really high and really low on a short slate like this. The key is to find not the value guy, so to speak, but that guy who is so cheap. Yep. That he if if he catches one ball, he makes value. The the biggest question is because of who's playing. Like, what defense would you t- you take the Rams? <laughs> I I took the Rams. I put the Rams out there. The defenses were all cheap. So I took the Rams. I put the Rams out there. But I, you gotta. It's so. I mean, if you're looking for a sleeper on every team, okay. I think your sleepers, your best sleepers, are in the wideout ranges. Um, Patriots has got to be Cordell Patterson, in my opinion. He's going to be on the cheap. He should be on the cheaper side. Honestly, don't know where he is. He might be more expensive. Um, but on the Chiefs side, it's got to be Demarcus Robinson, who yep. may or may not even see the field in New Orleans. Uh, you got to consider Traquan Smith, who again may or may not do anything. And I don't even know who I would pick for the Rams. Oh, geez. Um, How deep are the Rams? The Rams. Let's take a look How here. Deep are the Rams? <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, there's Jay Reynolds. Oh, you're looking at Hodge or Natson, and I don't think either. Jay yeah, Reynolds would probably be it. Yeah. Um, hold on. While I have it open, let me see. Uh, Patterson's only 3,300. Oh, you know who else you'd have to consider is Philip Dorsett. Wow. I don't want to consider. I totally of those forgot guys. that Brandon Marshall's a saint. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, you really want if you really want to reach into the bag of trips, uh, bag of trips, <laughs> the bag of tricks. Kelvin Benjamin is a chief. You never know. He's not going to play. I'm telling you. But if you're the smart guy who uses them and hits on every other thing in a tournament, you could walk out with a million dollars. You could. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it, it's possible. I'm going with a little bit more tried and true and I'm staying in the cash game range. All right. So who do you like? So this without you're looking at FanDuel. Who yeah. do you like in the quarterback rank? Um, same reason. Um, same as you. The um, Goff is the cheapest quarterback um, at 8,000. Everyone, everyone else is 84 and up. All right, so give me one running back. Who's one a must-use guy? Must-use guy? Do it. I know what you want to say. I mean... Just do it. Well, you know, sure. We'll go with Kamara. Alvin Kamara. <laughs> who's the must-use Who's the must -use wide receiver? Uh, let me look at this list here. And this is where you got to get shifty, folks. You do. Um, if, for like Okay, so if I'm trying to save money, I got to yeah. go... Hmm. Wow. And really you got to save money if you're going to use Alvin Kamara. You you're do. You're going to have to save money Cooks, somewhere. Cook's on... FanDuel is ninety is uh, sixty nine hundred. How much is Robert Woods? Big Bob Woods. Let's see here. Big Bob Woods is seventy one. So two hundred dollars more. So yeah. So so you could go either way. Either way with that one. So if, if, if you're spending all this money up at wideout, who could you possibly use at tight end? You're using Bubba Watson. Because <laughs> that's funny. I like that. Uh, Watson. I mean, if you really need to save money, Higby is forty five. Ooh, that's actually not crazy. Higby's so I mean, hit or miss. He's got to catch like what three catch, you know, three receptions. Well, he's forty five hundred. Yeah, FanDuel's a little different, but if you wanted to get to three x, he would need thirteen points. Uh, so you got to figure he's got to get that's a point for every ten in that system and only a half point PPR. So if he got five catches for eighty or five catches for fifty and a touchdown. That's seven and a half. That's 13 and a half points. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. Well, here's the thing. Higby's <laughs> either going to score three points or he's going to score 13. It's either or. Right. And if you're going to make a breakout lineup, you're going to have to take a risk somewhere. It's as good a place as any to take that risk. So um, draft.com is still also doing uh, not only best ball, but but uh, short slate games. I, I did really well on there last week. I had a really good week on DFS last week, so I'm very happy with that. So, all right, really quickly. Yeah. And then final thoughts. Sure. I want to just jump over because we'll have a lot of time to talk about this during the offseason, but the calamity that's going on in Pittsburgh, the owner <laughs> is saying that any reports of um, any reports of the franchise losing its identity and the restless drama, quote, are as far as I am concerned, it is nonsense, end quote. Meanwhile, Antonio Brown is sniping at Bruce Arians and sniping at Emmanuel Sanders on Twitter. <sighs> yeah, it's. It's a mess. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be a completely different team next year. But it's not a mess. The owner says it's not a mess, Craig. Um, no, it's it's a mess. And this is why you should not be on the cover of Madden, okay? <laughs> so here's what happens. Let's say next year, you, you see the, in August, you see the cover of the new Madden game, and it's Patrick Mahomes. Do you just give up on your season? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the quotes coming at the quotes are attributing to 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 Rooney here to uh, is is just shocking to me. Um, quote until the last week of the season, the situation changed. The last week of the season, Rooney went yep. end quote. Rooney went on to say Brown received his final game check despite choosing to sit out week seventeen game. Quote he probably did what he needed to do to avoid his last check being voided. Wow. End quote. These are not the words of somebody who is like, wow. if you're saying, if you're trying to downplay drama, this is not how you do it. No, no. This is not downplaying drama. And all of this, I'm right now, I'm looking at NFL.com. So if you're looking, want to know where my sources are for this information, NFL.com 
has a uh, article up right now entitled Art Rooney to Art Rooney the Second quote nonsense end quote to call Steelers out of control. <laughs> so there's your source. Um, you know, it's I, I I just can't. I don't understand it. I don't understand no. it. Any other team in the coach would be out. There is no organizational control right now in Pittsburgh. None. 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 I, I don't know. All right, let's get a yeah. final thoughts. Sure. We, have to, we actually have to go put away Christmas decorations. We do. We do. It's a little. We're a little late. Well, I'm, well, I'm a little late. Well, you know, I have I have a coworker. They put their decorations away every year on Martin Luther King Day. That's their deadline. So we are still ahead of some folks. Okay. All right. So good, good for good, you. Good. Good for you. All right. So Craig, final thoughts. Uh, season's coming to a close already. Oh. That went quick. Went quick. Oh. Um, but yeah, both of these games are on Sunday. So, you know, try to enjoy them. It's playoff game, so things happen very weirdly. Um, here's a question for you really yeah. quick. Uh, sure. Should Dallas fans be worried that their coach is going to get an extension now that he made it to the playoffs? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say no, but I am worried about the long-term viability of that team if they don't make some changes big time changes defensively and get some let, let's just, let's call it what it is as much as we mocked it when it happened cooper saved that season he did surprisingly and they gave up a one pick to yeah get and they look brilliant now and every single <laughs> pundit including myself said this is a terrible deal by jerry jones and jerry jones came out and said jerry jones made this deal so jerry jones's cowboys can make into the jerry jones cowboy playoffs and they did. <laughs> and they did. So he proved us wrong. He proved us all wrong. Every single person. Who, and I did not hear a single person who said that price tag is accurate. Everyone said he overpaid for for Cooper. Amari paid off. Yeah. Amari is not going to be able to do it by himself next year. And I am done waiting. They can't play all their games at home either. Right. And Blake Jarwin <laughs> came out at the right time too. Uh, Jarwin needs to continue to develop. And I'm not sure that's going to happen. Uh, Cole Beasley needs to stay healthy. And that clearly is an issue. They need to get a second receiver out there. They need to make changes to defense. You know, I mean, don't forget those those Cowboy teams, though, when they were started, when they started after you know Jimmy Johnson was first there, they brought in guys like Deion Sanders near the end of that run because they needed to bolster up the certain areas. They need to bolster up the defense. So I think and this is a good year to do it. Of the top 25 free agents, more than half of them, more than half, I think it was close to 20 of the top 25 first glance free agents are defensor, defenders. So it's 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 an opportunity. So, but yes, if they don't, if they sit there and go, nope, everything went great this year. I'm a genius. I traded my first round pick, so I'm going to sit back this year and just kind of recoup. They're going to be in trouble next year. I really do think that. So right. uh, my final <laughs> thought, there are, as Craig indicated, we are into the last couple games of the year. There are three meaningful football games left to the season. And then we all go into the depressing period of the time known as the offseason. <laughs> Craig and I begin actually trying to learn the names of the people who are likely to be drafted. Um, we invite my brother in to do the draft extravaganza, which we will do again this year. I'm thinking even this year for the draft extravaganza, I may just want to turn the podcast over to them because I know jack about college football. Let's get Cinch and Adam in here. You and I can sit in the corner, have a beer, and just let them go. <laughs> we could do that. I mean, you put the headset on just to monitor the audio quantity. We can sit there and just chill out. We can throw things at them from across the room in the studio. So, um, but it's 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 enjoy the last couple last couple games of the season. Um, it's a it's a lot of fun, and you know, doing this podcast is a lot of fun. It's uh, it's been an honor to to work with everybody. So we'll we'll look forward to finishing out the season and and then switching the off season mode. And off-season mode and view and and we did we said that we were gonna do this last year and we just ended up not doing it because of scheduling, but uh, it's gonna in, in involve more brewery trips. 
Um, we're going to go check out some more of the breweries in our area. Uh, Craig has got to get up to Kinsman. Um, I we, do. Already, we already have a scheduled trip to go check out uh, the beer garden or the beer hall up in New Britain uh, the first weekend in February, the night before the Super Bowl. We're going to uh, the beer garden in New Britain. I forget the name of East Side or something like that. Cinch is taking us up there. Um, so, it, you know, enjoy the last couple. Enjoy. This is pretty much the last weekend of DFS. Get right. out there and enjoy the DFS. If you are, if you've got money left in the account, I wouldn't say spend it foolishly. But hey, but just play throw something. some stuff at it. <laughs> play something because it's the last week of the year. I think for DraftKings, uh, historically, they do not do a Super Bowl pool. Um, and if they do, it's going to be a showdown challenge. It's not going to be a full slate. So go out there, enjoy it, and uh, enjoy the end of the season. So we will be back next week. If, if the Chiefs lose terribly and I'm depressed, it will be cinched sitting in the chair next week. <laughs> um, but otherwise, if the Chiefs win, I will be back next week. And until then, I am Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignets Podcast. Take care, everybody. <laughs>